0: God, well, we are
1: we, back. We are back, and we're getting towards the end of the series. Will
0: what a long and strange trip it's been.
1: <laughs> uh, good quote from some Grateful Dead there. Uh, <laughs> today we are talking about changing goals. You know, in the last uh, video we talked about changing measurements um, and uh, changing goals. I would say similar but different when we look at this, it's very different perspective when you're talking about changing measurements, when then you're talking about changing goals, what do you think?
0: They're, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you're, you might find that a measure is actually not a great measure to reach that goal. Or you may find from a measure that one of your goals uh, just isn't worth pursuing anymore compared yeah. to
1: other things you could be doing.
0: Right. They are, they are, related but very different things
1: they really are um and i'm pretty excited to dig in so i'm just going to move us straight to screen sharing if you're good with that Mm -hmm. all right so adding it here we go and changing goals you know well i pre i pre put some stuff on here i put just for a reminder the different uh three different levels of goals that we have in ebm immediate tactical intermediate and strategic Uh, if you need a refresher on them we have individual videos for each one of those and we're going to make the assumption that you have watched those videos or you've read the EBM guide before getting in here. But we would just jump in and say, um, uh, when do we know to change goals, Will? How do, how do we know?
0: It's, uh, it's an interesting question to start with because, well, the answer is different depending on the type of goal that you're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Like right? where you're going, like where you're going
0: yeah so with an with an immediate tactical goal because it is so in the in the short term Mm -hmm. right you're going to find out very quickly and very early on um whether it's feasible or not and so the type of change that you tend to see with an immediate tactical goal is very binary Mm -hmm. right are we going to pursue this or is it a completely wrong direction for us Mm -hmm. and do we need to design and Different immediate tactical goal that's related to something else. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think by way of that, when I think of immediate tactical goals, um, I think that these are easier to change, and I, I say that because we're not exactly married to them, no. right? So uh, our hearts aren't in them. They're experiments. They're quick moving. They're very short term, and so it's easier, I think, at, at least um, from what I've seen and from what I felt and what I've done myself. It's easier to change an immediate tactical goal uh, because it's the here, it's the now, it's a very recent hypothesis. We're not completely married to it. And so we find out that it's going to give us a step in the direction or it's not, or it's feasible or it's not. And we either move on to the next one or we continue down the path of getting this because it's a step towards our intermediate goal. Right. Well,
0: I'm going to challenge you a little bit uh, on that, Todd, because one of the one of the things that we see in teams that use Scrum, for example, right, the immediate tactical goal and the sprint goal can be this can be the same thing, right? A sprint goal could be an example of an immediate tactical goal. But Given in your in your history as a as a product owner, do you remember those times in sprints when you found out the sprint goal was no longer achievable or relevant, and you had to cancel the sprint?
1: Yeah. Um. So it, it was. It's interesting because it's either canceling the sprint or determining what to do next right on the fly. And to be honest with you, I love that uh, because that was a signal to me that we could change and perhaps get more more money on the dollar for something else, right? And so um, to, like that is just the short-term sprint planning aspect of it. So we planned, yeah, it's a little bit, could be a little bit disappointing or a little bit of an aha moment. But when I start to think about an intermediate goal, that's what, I'm in love with that, right? Like I, that's that's something very powerful that I thought about a lot, That is that, that, I'm, that I'm really passionate about. And if the immediate technical goal that we're working on right now isn't really going to get me closer to that. I want to know right away. I want to change direction. I'm happy about knowing right away sometimes, right? Um, and, 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 and let's move forward, right? Um, I'm not exactly in love. I'm in love with the intermediate goal, Will.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I think I think you're touching on a really good thing there is that if you have a good intermediate goal and your immediate tactical goal is a step in that direction, then changing that step isn't that hard. Whereas if your intermediate goal is is absent uh, or poorly defined, and the immediate tactical goal is all you have in terms of direction,
1: yeah,
0: right, then it's going to be really hard, hard to let go.
1: Yeah, you know that's that's interesting, and we should pull on that a little bit because we see this a lot with Scrum teams right, um, that aren't using a longer term objective, like like a product goal yet. That's fairly new concept in Scrum, right? So I would, I, you could you could potentially interrelate an intermediate goal with a good product goal. And so every immediate tactical goal should be a step towards the intermediate goal. If that intermediate goal is soft and, or maybe related to something that it shouldn't be, let's say performance, right? Um, then you're gonna, then your immediate tactical goal becomes Everything, um, uh, rather than being a springboard towards your intermediate goal, right? Your immediate tactical becomes like the thing that we—if we don't accomplish this, the whole world ends. Uh, so, uh, and that's not a good feeling.
0: Yeah, and and indeed, like you were saying, with an intermediate goal, if it is well defined, right? You're you're invested in it. You probably have made actual investments in. Progressing towards it in terms of time and money and effort, Um, and to then find out that hey, this we made some assumptions; they turn out to be, you know, not relevant anymore or maybe not valid. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's that's harder.
1: Yeah, and that's where that's where as a product owner, like I've had that happen before, where an immediate tactical goal. Prove yeah. that our intermediate goal wasn't relevant. And it's like heartbreak, <laughs> yeah. but you still have to move on. Exactly.
0: And what softens the blow a little bit there is that where an immediate tactical goal is very binary, right? Once you get to the intermediate and the strategic type goals, changing a goal there doesn't necessarily mean we completely let go of our earlier goal and we set a completely different direction. For, for the product or the team or myself or this organization um, because that would just be, you'd be flailing about wildly as an organization. Mm-hmm. Right? It might happen, um, but it should be an exception. What changing goals at that uh, those levels looks like is much more fine-tuning and tweaking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You may be, You may be specifying your market a little bit more or you might be targeting a different segment of customers um, or you might be, uh, you might be expanding to a different country. Um, but it doesn't mean you're not expanding at all anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is interesting. It's interesting how we've started down this path of, um, really kind of behaviors when it comes to, right. we I feel like we're always starting here to some extent, right? The, the, um, i I'm, I'm, I'm talking from an emotional perspective as a product owner, previous product owner and how this all relates. Um, and so, so this idea behind changing goals, we, we, we've, we've really hit on immediate tactical goals quite a bit, right? we t- we've talked about how with an immediate tactical goal, this is right in front of our face, right? Yeah. Changing these, these are, these, these are, these are goals that are, are, um, are born frequently, right? This is stuff that happens, um, very regularly. The, the creation of these and the accomplishment of these, uh, is something that happens intermediate is a little bit longer term. So, how do we know? So, with immediate tactical, it's a, it's a. I'm going to say immediate tactical. Um, it, um, we will we'll always question: Is it a step towards the intermediate? Right? Is it a step towards the intermediate? I, I think that's a good question to ask. But the caveat is that intermediate goal needs to be a good goal, right? Um, organizations are struggling here. So what about an intermediate goal? So we have all these little tiny steps. Was it a step towards the intermediate goal? We have to validate that. We have the KVAs to help uh, give us an inkling around that, but intermediate goals.
0: Yeah, so there's a second question, uh, right? Following, following either your ability or inability to deliver on that immediate tactical goal is what has this taught us
1: mm-hmm.
0: about the intermediate goal?
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that.
0: Right. And that, and those two questions kind of repeat themselves uh, from the, for the intermediate goal in relationship to the strategical, mm-hmm. right. So upon achieving or failing to achieve or changing the intermediate goal, right. Are we still on route to the strategical um, or is there new information that would require us to change things about the strategical? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Will, um, people say, well, how often do we look at this? I'm of the belief of an immediate tactical goal once that goal expires. And by expiring, it means you accomplish it or you didn't. You ask these questions right? you ask them frequently. Uh, um, And as far as a time frame, I really like to say one month or less. Right. Like I know that we're borrowing from Scrum there. But is this immediate tactical goal a step towards the intermediate goal? What has this taught us about the intermediate goal? And uh, maybe I'm going to put what has this taught us about the um, about the strategic goal? Yeah,
0: right. And 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 it's interesting um, that you say month or less because I I think to to add a dimension to that is what is the scale that we're talking about uh, here? Right? Are we talking about a product being delivered by one or two teams? Um, then I'd say we'll do it weekly. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. Right. Inspect those things very often, like put, really put the torch to your strategy and, 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 and say like, and, you know, really, really challenge things. If we're talking the whole organization, like a, portfolio, right? like a right. goal for 10,000 people heading in a certain direction with an entire portfolio behind it, maybe not every week, mm-hmm. certainly not less than once a month.
1: Yeah. I think that's I think you know I think we might be arriving on a good border here. I think a month makes sense. Less yeah. than a month. A month or less. And yeah. I think to your point it really depends on the context that you're looking at. It, right? Um I th- for some reason a month just seems like so such a long time. I've worked in one month sprints before and it really honestly feels like you're disappearing forever, right? Um but it, to your point uh in a product and with the way the product world works right now and how fast delivery can be if it's a single product and you're using evidence based management, there why not once a week? Why not even if your sprint cadence, if you're using Scrum or something else, right? Uh, even if even if it's longer than that, why not question this? In fact, if I'm a product owner or if I'm a product manager in an organization, I am like staring at this all the time. I'm sitting and I'm pondering it on my thinking couch, will, <laughs> trying to think about what's next or what what how 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 what hypotheses can I form that are going to give me another step towards the intermediate goal or how do, I, how do I get another, what's the next intermediate goal after we accomplish this one? Like, where are we going? I'm always trying to think this. I'm looking at all kinds of different angles to get us there, right? Yeah.
0: So behaviorally, right, this puts us in a pretty tough spot because we want to create goals that are inspiring, that people are ready to commit to. But at the same time, we want to have the flexibility to change those goals or even discard those goals at a moment's notice. Right, mm-hmm. that is from a behavioral aspect that is hard to do to maintain excitement and commitment, uh, and, and inspiration for something that is ready to change. Mm-hmm.
1: It really is. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to my point where I was talking about earlier, where that intermediate goal, if you suddenly validate, uh, that intermediate goal, or let's say invalidate it. That's that That intermediate goal is, is to me is where um, strategic could very po- well potentially be altruistic, right? That could be the path where we're aiming, but intermediate is this little longer term. Um, yeah, I think we've talked in our last video, three to six months. Uh, I'm pretty in love with that, uh, right? And the teams are behind it. The teams are working really diligently. If you're really good in product management, your teams are inspired by this. It's really customer driven. And then suddenly you find out, that it is either not accomplishable or not relevant anymore. There can be some heartbreak in there, right? You just spent all this time, the the people working on it have have really put a lot into it and now it's not relevant anymore. And this is where we come back to sunk cost fallacy, right? So stop, you have to have a little bit of a binary look at this and say, okay, yes we did but we need to stop spending money on this now yes we put all of this effort into it but it is no the the juice is no longer worth the squeeze right we need to move on Uh, and that can be really hard will it can be really hard
0: yeah and transparency really is your friend here um right because if you change the goals but you're not sharing the story of why those changes are there and what led to them um it's, it's going to be hugely demotivating. And people won't care anymore, right? Because I don't want to care about things that I can lose, right, very quickly. Um, but if you take people along in that story of, hey, here's what we did and here's what we learned. And that's why this goal is no longer the best way to realize this vision that we all share. Um, you know, and we should be doing this instead. That keeps people engaged. Right, Eat better if you if you make them a part of it.
1: Yeah, and that's why, um, Will, I really like the way that you put this here. Here's what we did and what we learned, right? Because one of the things that really strikes me that really kind of, uh, it's like a tick. It makes me, kind of drives me crazy is when I hear this, we'll fail fast. You're not failing anything. We're learning, right? Um, failure has a negative connotation to me. Right. And if, if you find out that your intermediate goal is not possible or same thing with any one of these goals, you learned something. So let's let's be professionals about it and let's inspect what to do and let's adapt. But the way that you stated here, transparency is your friend because you can inspect and adapt. But if you hold all of that information in, that's so demotivating for the people doing the work. It may be demotivating for the people giving you funding for this right? Um, we need to talk about the why behind it, talk about what we learned. Uh, and, you know, we, I feel like we're talking a little bit cynical here because it, this could also be true about accomplishing an intermediate goal or an immediate tactical goal. I've had that same feeling. It's done. Now what? <laughs> Another one? You know, we just put so much passion into this uh, and now we're done with it and it's time to have a new one, right? You've had that same feeling. I see you smiling. It's been that same thing. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, the, the the hollowness of victory.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a, uh, us humans are 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 pretty pretty interesting creatures, you know. We work so hard at something and then you and then you accomplish it and then it's just like, now what? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Um so maybe maybe also just to just to put this into perspective again, let's talk a little bit about some of the some of the times we've had to change goals.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, what? Uh, why don't you start, Will? All right.
0: So, um, with 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 Prozilians, right? I talked about I talked about my ideal of putting agile coaches largely out of business, right? By focusing more and more on on organizational design issues, and at the at the start, um, one thing that I was developing was a kind of a framework, but for but for org design. Um, and and the idea there is that I, I I would touch on some topics like 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 performance management, like incentive structures, like like layout and 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 governance issues, um, just to give a, give give kind of a broad overview of. Here are some of the design principles that you want to that you want to look at, right? Not going into heavy methodology like a certain alleged framework that we're not naming here, um, but more more a set of good principles. Um, and this was uh, because this was a model that I had used in the past when actually asked to audit organizations right I was often brought in to offer a second opinion to the quality of an agile transformation or an agile business unit. Um, but what I found right and this was my my intermediate goal was to get a version of that thing out and into the hands of into the hands of people for review. but, what I what I noticed having um, having done a few of these checks uh, as as immediate technical goals, right? Of and I had as an immediate technical goal check the quality of the transformation after the report was delivered. Right. This was something that I at one point did in a two-week span. I contacted an old client that I had audited a year before and said, Can I come around and have a little bit of a chat on what happened after? you got the report and the advice and I left and, and I did, and I did that check and I actually found out, Hey, nothing really changed, Hmm. right? They had all the information, they had all the model, but nothing really changed. Um, and so what I, what I, what I found was, um, there was so much there in terms of, uh, in terms of here's stuff that you need to look at and here's stuff that you need to take into account that it just it literally blew their minds. Uh, it couldn't get in. And that led me to the path that I'm on now, which is much more in the direction of small nudges and continuous change. Um, but that also meant letting go of that intermediate goal, right? And actually that whole idea of create. A reference framework and set of principles for org design because it was just unusable i found out so i so i let go of that intermediate goal completely and i changed it into uh into create something that would allow for just super easy low-level adoption of uh, of 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 nudges of creating easier organizations to work in.
1: And I'm going to write down here, Will, just for the reference, a pivot on intermediate goals. Yeah. From org design nudges. Is that is that good enough?
0: Yeah. And that hurt because at that point, I had put a year of effort in <laughs> the org design thing. I'd been making money on the York design thing, right? It wasn't bad business. It just wasn't going to get me to my strategic goal.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And and I could, I could see by, by, by just like your face, it was like, that was like a moment where it was hard to let go a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Cause it
0: also, it also cost me money cause it was a,
1: <laughs> a lucrative business. <laughs> and time. But, yeah
0: but i had to i had
1: to just go like no
0: this isn't this isn't going to help me to where i want to go and i'm not doing this to make money i'm i'm doing this i'm making money in the pursuit of what i'm actually trying to do here which is just create better environments for people to work in
1: interesting So I guess I'll share Agile for Humans. I see we're running a little bit long here, so I'll make sure that I do it quickly. Um, One of the things that we were trying to do um, around an intermediate goal is to enable further community collaboration. And we have a bunch of different hypotheses on this, right? Um, One of them being to create uh, community.agileforhumans.com, leveraging mighty networks and creating some content in there. Um, and, uh, what we had is at first we had a free area and then we had a paid area where we thought we'd spend a lot of time and attention. And we noticed that there, uh, people were joining, but not a lot of people were collaborating. And so we put a lot of time and effort into creating this paid area. And then we're just like, let's just make it free. Right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and, uh, that kind of hurt because of how much time and effort and money we put into that. Uh, but but then by by way of making it free, we've seen this massive increase in collaboration. And so based off of that, well, that's part of the reason why we're doing what we're doing here. Right now, we've decided that we are going to fully open uh, or fully adopt the open source model. Right. Let, let's, let's create free content. Let's give free playlists around EBM and Scrum 101. There's more coming um, for a lot of these things. And let's, uh, uh, to, it, it, as far as our overall strategic goal of uncovering better ways of working together, which yes, is super altruistic. What a better way to do that than build this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And so I think that is showing a um, how uh, we had an intermediate goal about creating more collaboration within the community. Uh, we had an immediate tactical goal that was building a th- specific thing. Uh, and uh, what we found out, by measure by the measuring that maybe our our, the, our our approach that we're taking towards our intermediate goal was incorrect, right? Making some paid services and some free services, so we just open it up free. So um, uh, I'll just put here for this uh, community uh, community um, dot afh dot com as an example from paid to free, and those things kind of hurt, right? Yeah,
0: and it's and it's and it's interesting. I think I think in your example that, um, you know, it 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 kind of starts from. It, 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 there was there was kind of this hint of that it started from what does agile for humans want to accomplish and what do our customers want to accomplish, um, and I think I think going from a paid version first kind of started at maybe maybe balanced a little more towards agile for humans. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think I think the lesson that. We, we both learned in these stories is you have to start from the customer and work your way back.
1: Yeah. 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 It's true. It's true. It's cool though, that we both arrived on it. And I, I think look, um, looking at for us, we were looking at measurements, uh, right. We were looking at the, uh, the c- current value of community uh, community agile for humans through engagement. Um, you know, how many people were engaging and it was low. And as soon as we opened it up, it's super high now. So Um, I think both and you you, for the same for you is like overwhelming to try to figure out um, for for people what to do next. And then by pivoting and and going from the big to the small, uh, you're finding a bunch of success there. So
0: cool. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was changing goals.
1: Yeah. 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 Probably our longest video. So
0: though, if you made it this far, you probably don't mind. Watching a little bit more of us. <laughs> yeah. No. Cool. All right. We'll see All you right. next See you.